0: Welcome to Resilient Science, the show where we spend ten to fifteen to twenty to twenty-five minutes each week trying to better understand a topic around hockey rehab and the science behind it. Uh, I'm Dr. Ben Sernick. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I'm a strength and goalie coach, and I am a graduate student researching hockey development. As always, I'm here with Jamie Phillips. Hi, I'm Jamie Phillips, former professional goalie, current physical
1: therapy student, master of science, strength coach, and I'm currently recording this in a parked
0: car in my driveway. Because I am on prob- work probation. Jamie's on work probation, which means he works too much, and he's not allowed to be working right now. So he's hiding while he's working.
1: Yeah, that's actually exactly what it is. Hey, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. You
0: know, <laughs> uh, if you love what you do, you also do work every day in your life, which is also a thing. Yeah, so don't listen true. to Jamie. That's true. But yeah, we have an interesting. should get paid for their time.
1: Interesting topic today. So we've talked about youth development in Canada and the United States and how it isn't necessarily the best structure in order to develop. Although what is the best structure? It's hard. It's hard to say. However, with the world juniors going on, uh, it brings up the debate every year. Basically it's been this debate every year since about Kerry price. Carey Probably price since is, Carey price. Yeah, yeah. That Canada's goaltending is development is broken. Now, a lot of people will come in with opinions and opinions are okay. And there are people on the ground who, you know, run goalie schools and things. Um, They'll tell us what they see. Now, Ben has been, is not on work probation. So he has free time to do work. (laughs) It's not not bitter at all. Um, Has been putting together and crunching the numbers. And so Ben, you've put a lot of effort into this. I know you're not completely finished with the data, but can you tell the people what you've been doing?
0: Yeah. So, Well, like kind of like you said, there, Jamie. Like I'm kind of, I got kind of interested by this idea of like, are we bad at developing goalies in Canada? And it's because there's the same narratives every year, Um, and I think it also the narrative got pushed a little bit a few years, like last year when like a proposed uh, NHL Olympic team came out and the Canadian goalies were like Darcy Kemper and Carter Hart, and people had an absolute meltdown over that being quote unquote our our best goalies. You know, Darcy Hmm. Kemper did did win a Stanley Cup. Matt Murray's won a couple Stanley Cups. Like that's, you know, yeah. But so what I started to do, and I'll give people the really quick summary because I am hoping to expand on this project and hoping to actually use it uh, as like a scientific publication. So like, you know, put it into a place no one will read it, but I will make it accessible <laughs> at some point. Um, <laughs> but basically I went back and so for, for goalies between the ages or born between 1990 and, and 2000, I went through the OHL and WHL drafts to try and see... Uh, how reliable was being drafted into major junior hockey i still have to do the queue so that's data to be to, to be looked through but i want to see how reliable it was for those leagues to actually identify goalies and then have them be drafted into the nhl after and the really short answer is that the ohl is fantastic at it like super 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 good um Goalies who are drafted by the OHL uh, in in you know the minor major drafts so the U16 draft, uh, those are the goalies selected by the NHL. There are a couple exceptions where the OHL has an international draft as well, where once again they correctly identify the international goalies who would then go on to be drafted. People like Philip Grubauer, uh, as oh. an example, off the top of my head. Um, right. So like there's this this whole idea that we're not developing goalies, but if that were true we probably wouldn't see people who were highly selected as 16 year olds then be identified as 18 year olds and then go on to play nhl games um and so i think like that very simply put is like for the last 10 years it's pretty much been like the same same amount of or not last 10 years but this would have been the ohl draft years between 2006 and 2015, which makes that NHL draft years of 2008 through 2017, like through that time window, like it's, it's been fine. Like it's been standard, pretty decent. We have tons of NHL goalies. Like I'm talking, we have tons of NHL goalies. So I think people are just really upset um, and confused at the idea of like, what makes a top end goalie? Why don't we have, why don't we have UC Soros and Igor and Jamie, why aren't they Canadian? Mm, yeah that's true because i mean we i think we've both been vocal about
1: the development process um for me it's more practice structure in terms of that just just we just have such a wide pool to grasp from that you're going to have we should have um a lot but yes you're right i think where even my bias my lies we don't have those top tier goalies anymore and so yep is there any anything going on in your data that that's pointed to whether you know the major junior is producing those top tier talents or is it just a numbers game for you right now
0: i think like it's again it's always really hard to just only pull actual concrete ideas from this and you get Mm -hmm. more like suggestions and other avenues that you want to look down but like one of the things that. I came into this kind of wanting to to know is like, are the major junior leagues good at developing goalies? Um, And what you would see by that is like someone who is in theory, a later OHL or WHL draft pick, then go on to play a bunch of games and then um, get drafted or play in the NHL, whether they were drafted or not, actually. And again, that my Mm -hmm. data covers that if they played any NHL games at all. Um, And it's also really hard because that brings into the question of talent identification rather than development, right? Like, is that actually just, were they always good and they were just misevaluated, mm-hmm. And so they didn't really develop more than, more than anyone else. But like a first example is like Carter Hart was an eighth round WHL pick. Yeah. Um, like there's, I think about 15 or 16 goalies before him. He's doing pretty good. Um, and he's a pretty good, I mean, he's a good goalie. Um what's and, and so like the the thing that you could also argue and what is interesting and at least the OHL data it's a lot less strong in the WHL data is that there are a lot of NCAA goalies that come from the OHL draft meaning that and that raises the question like were like are you more likely to go play in the NCAA if you're a later round OHL draft pick because like you don't think that avenue exists Mm -hmm. Um, or does the ohl just you know take picks on guys who are already committed or already part of the program like the ntdp or you know tendered by a a ushl team Mm -hmm. things like that which they also do right like there's a a handful of like ninth and tenth round picks where you're like wow that's a late pick and then you realize it's someone who's committed to cornell already at 15 it's like oh, okay that's just someone you're hoping to snag yeah. So like, I don't I don't know the answer is like I think major I think there's a lot of goalies who play a lot of OHL games who don't play pro or don't mm-hmm. break beyond like the ECHL for example. So like is that a failure at the major junior level? It's hard to say, but I do think that like you're right Jamie. I think that we have so many goalies in Ontario who are of a high standard. We have lots of guys who go in lots of guys who play OHL that you would suspect more guys would quote unquote like be a hit, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're trying to get at?
1: Yeah, I I think that's where most people, um, Most well, I mean, I think you're probably the first person who's collected this data, but most people, when they talk about Canada's goaltending development is, yes, why don't we have the Vasilevskys, the Shosturkens, the Sorokin's? those guys that basically I just gave three Russian goalies, but uh, (laughs) just these top-caliber goalies that are always in the conversation for like, we need to trade for this goalie. We need to get this goalie. And I think the last one would have been like Bryce, right? Like Mike Mike Smith's been around for a while and he's He's been a really good starter, but he's never was like that it guy. I think he has an Olympic gold medal though. So that's pretty cool.
0: If you haven't, if people should go look at Mike Smith's like 2010, 2011 playoff run, if you haven't, when he was in Arizona or Phoenix at the time, because it's one of the most preposterous statistic lines for a goalie that did not do well in the playoffs of all time. So, anyway, sorry. Side note. No, I just say like that's right. I, I think so. Based on
1: what you've collected so far, is Canada's goaltending broken?
0: Uh, it's too no. early to say. I mean, I think that, like I think the answer is actually no. Like I thought the answer was yes a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> like like very honestly, and this is why I think this. That's why I did this project because the discourse and like my opinion, I think your opinion a little bit too, Jamie, is that our development system is um, not working. So here's where I think there's, it's actually not true. I think it is working, but I think it's not good. Like, I think those two things can mutually exist, like still happen at the same time. Right. And like the really good example is this idea that um, all, like minor hockey teams don't have goalie coaches, for example. Right. Like that is in complete opposition of every single um, thing we know about team development. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I, and I was a, and I was a coach and you did the same thing. Like you can go to practices and do goalie work with teams, but if you see them like once a month or once every three weeks, like that's, mm-hmm. that's not consistent enough to regularly reinforce like learning behaviors, which mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to do as a coach. Um, so the answer is like, are, are the system as it currently stands still produces high quality goalies? Like it does. Mm-hmm. And the, the people who are objecting to that are just wrong. Um, the problem I think lies in that goaltending with the exception of a few individuals is ultra inconsistent at the highest Mm -hmm. level, ultra, ultra inconsistent. Um, And what you need to know about that is if you like go plot like NHL goalie careers, and this is going to get real nerdy everyone. So I'm sorry in advance, but if you go like plot uh, like the expected goals and expected saves of NHL goalies year to year, What ends up happening is you do not see a pattern. There is no consistency outside of the exception of a very small group of people, the people Jamie just said. And what people don't realize even is that before 2020, Andre Vasilevsky's underlying advanced analytics were not good. And he's like this amazing, he's been in the league since what, 2016 off the top of my head? He's 94, came out maybe 2015. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because he was even 21 when he came in, um, So, like, he's been this amazing goalie. I think he's an incredible goalie. But for, like, the first four or five years of his career, he was, like, pretty average. Like, pretty Mm -hmm. replacement level is the term that gets used. Um, And so I think that's what people need to realize, is that it's just, like, it's an ultra-inconsistent sport. And when you only have a small pool of people or opposite position, if you only have a small pool of people who are, like, really, really, really good, Uh like, it's just, like, it's a numbers game. Like, eventually you'll hit one. Like, we're going to get another one. It's just, like, when... Right, mm-hmm. I think it's. I think we just got. There was less competition before. Like I said this in a, a thread on Twitter yesterday. It's like I don't think our system is um, broken. I think it's inefficient and it hasn't changed in 30 years. And so like it still works, but it's mm-hmm. kind of just like you're the 1995 Honda Civic that like won't die. Um, like it gets you from A to B. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're safe, but like, do you not, have a body
1: you, kit? Do you have a body <laughs> kit on that Honda Civic? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the question. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a knee. it's got underglow and uh, yes. side skirts. So but you know what I mean? Like that's where yeah. it's at. Like it's it's like is it broken? I don't know, Jamie. Like, we don't do any of the major development principles well structurally mm-hmm. as a as a country. We don't. But again, you want to compare it to a country that does it well, the the America with the NTDP since 2010. I went back, Jamie. I went farther, we talked about this before, but since 2010, mm-hmm. three goalies that you would consider successes out of the NTDP three since 2010 it's jake ottinger gibson and thatcher demko three and Uh, again oh campbell there's campbell uh, before that campbell campbell went to the ohl after right like he was there oh yeah so like do you want to call him a major junior product or do you want to call him a ntdb product yeah that's
1: true Uh, but campbell campbell's what 90 he's
0: 93 right so he would have been he would have been so he would have been in 2009 or been before uh gibson Mm -hmm. um or around the same time. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's my point. It's like, okay, of those three, do you call any of those three a star goalie? Say Audinger, he's probably. Been, but it's been a year. He's been good for yeah. a year. <laughs> so what you're saying
1: is our system is really good. The system is not broken. It's not that effective, but what it's good at is having a large sample size so that you're able to get you're able to basically pick the few that rise to the top through whatever skill opportunity etc etc but it doesn't work for the bulk of athletes in the system
0: yeah like it's it's again and this is what it's always going to be right is like this is the current nature of hockey systems in general Mm. is that like if you get selected you get more, if you're on like the highest levels, you play AAA your whole life, you have more access to resources. You have more opportunities. You have in theory, more access to better coaching in theory. Mm-hmm. Um And so like the people who start early in those programs and stay long in those programs are the most likely to succeed. Is there a bias towards um, certain teams drafted from like what organizations draft in the OHL? Absolutely. There's a heavy yeah. GTHL bias. Um, Again, is it bias if fifty percent of the Canadian populations in southern Ontario and most of it are within an hour drive of Toronto and people can just drive yeah. and have their kid play for the Marlies or the Nats? Like, yeah, of course they can just do that, mm-hmm. um, right? Like, if you could, would you? Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like this doesn't really like the the in again in Canada we don't have things like the national development program, but like the Toronto Marlies are the pretty close thing to like a pretty effective yeah <laughs> centralized program, right? Because that team is not just kids from Toronto, ever. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think it's again, I, I don't like it. I hate the system. Mm-hmm. Um I think it usually needs a complete overhaul, but to call it dysfunctional and to call it um unsuccessful at producing top end talent is factually incorrect. That's pretty interesting. It definitely has changed my opinion the way
1: I, I look at it too i don't i still like you said like when you once you're in the system it's a lot easier to continually progress so i guess where my it'd be interesting and depending on how deep down the rabbit hole you go is how well does the system work for kids who aren't able to crack AAA up to a certain x year is it just a right like are those kids basically written off and is that, if that's the case, are you leaving potential talent on the table that just never had opportunities? And again, but then now we're just getting
0: into like, is this life? This is his yeah. life. And so it's yeah. like, I don't well, know. Do we, No, but it's funny. You... So, no, again, this is a great point. This is like, if you look at the Finnish hockey system, and this is an oh. awesome point. The Finnish hockey, how many people are in Finland? It's like under 7 million people. So the Finnish hockey systems approach is we can't lose anyone out of our system. We don't have anyone to lose. Mm. Right. So what Finnish hockey systems seemingly do, and again, this is not hundred percent factually, I haven't gone and studied the Finnish hockey development program. This is just from when I've spoken with people who have worked with the system. Um, but their goal is to like basically not cut anyone and not lose people out of their program for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you cut someone or demote someone or relegate someone, like you've closed doors for that individual. Yeah. And if you close doors for someone, they're more likely to quit. And Finland can't have kids quit. They don't have enough people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get into smaller positions like goaltending, you really can't have people quit because mm-hmm. there's not enough people. Um, my dad asked me this when I was talking to him about this data the other day, but he said, how many goalies are eligible for the OHL draft each year? And I was like, well, I mean, technically anyone who played hockey at a certain age is eligible, mm-hmm. like including double A, like we can remember yeah. close personal Hamiltonian friend, Dan turbo drafted at a double A in the OHL. That is true. Um, he was also six foot six. Uh, oh, <laughs> but there's like 200 some odd triple a goalies really eligible for the OHL draft every year. Mm-hmm. There is not a shortage of available goalies. That's just the OHL, right? Yeah. There's not a shortage. And then you go to, when you go into the queue, you gotta remember that place like Massachusetts and Connecticut qual- and Vermont qualify for the Q draft as well. There's mm-hmm. not a shortage of available goaltending um, in these leagues. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. And so like, how do you how do you ensure that someone becomes the top one percent? I don't know. Why don't we have the top one percent um, shot putter, long jumper? Like we have people who are really talented at those sports in track. Yeah. Like right? Like how come Andre de Grasse is the first Canadian sprinter in a long time to be really great? Why didn't we have good sprinting for the last 20 years? We probably did. (laughs) You just don't, right? Like there's, we have these high expectations. So I think it's just natural ebb and flows and the likelihood of creating a superstar is just so low in general that like, I think the system is, it's not good, but it works. It's working fine. Like I said, we're a Honda Civic. We're getting the job done.
1: I guess the thing is like, how can we,
0: how can we be a Porsche? I, I don't know. I guess I don't uh, really know. Re- reconstruct all of minor re- hockey. Yeah. Redo all minor hockey is your answer. Can we do that at this point? What do you think? What do you hold on? This is we're gonna we're gonna get wrapping this up. But what do you think the let's just do just draft year so sixteen mm-hmm. U. Um, what do you think the hockey economy is? What do you think coaches in Ontario are uh, unofficially paid throughout sixteen U. Just in Ontario. So a minor that's budget. our bias. So minor midget. Yeah.
1: I would. Um, How well, much money de- do you think goes to coaches? It depends on which league. Like, it's. I think you're gonna have your outliers, like the Marleys and stuff, where coaches are getting probably upwards of
0: little six figures for
1: sure, six figures or yep. close. And then you're gonna have y- your smaller organizations. Like, I'm sure Gray Bruce Highlanders are not <laughs> paying their head coach. Yeah. more than maybe like 10k under
0: the table if that if if that they're probably just getting their team fees uh like yeah. a team fee association it's probably someone's to parent like just volunteering right but that's that's my whole thing is we, like you have an unfixable system and the funny part about it growing up i don't know uh like Grape bruce and places like here on perth so like kind of getting towards northern ontario for those uh, listening more <laughs> north ontario than south um pretty good programs yeah, like, actually pretty solid programs for drawing from a really small pool comparatively. So like, yeah, that's what I that's what I mean. Actually, there's a year I think that both here on Perth goalies got drafted in the NHL pretty close to each other. So congratulations to those two. I hope you're doing well. Um, It's hard. Yeah, it's like- just like the system
1: isn't I was explaining this to someone the other day was essentially what we have is more of like a capitalist. If you look at it an economic standpoint, like a capitalist system versus like a Scandinavian where it's more social, where there's government and the purpose is to develop as many as possible, where here it's just like it's haves and have nots. And if you do well, mm-hmm. you continue to rise and you continue to get opportunities. But if you don't, and there's a misstep or you don't have a, a, access to resources or whatever it is, you have it one bad year, you get injured. Your, your career is, v- it's very hard to, to rally back. That's a really,
0: hard. really good analogy, Jamie. It's so really that's, good. Yeah.
1: That's, that's the one I always use. And, and again, but then you look at America or Canada, which is sort of ca- it's a social capital system. However, you want to look at it, um, it's it works. It's is it is it the best. I don't know, but it works. Um, yeah. It's it's hard. It's it's hard to say. So again, like I I would like a restructure of Hockey Canada and Hockey USA, just so that the development model tries to grab and develop as many goalies and i guess players as possible rather than just you know the continual few progressing and progressing uh is that reality there'd have to be some there'd have to be some major catalyst where like canada just didn't have nhl goalies for like five years that would be like okay we need to change something
0: yeah Oh yeah, but again, it's just like it's not going to happen because of this. It's just not like it's just no. really not right. Like again, largely, like I said, you you it works. It works enough. It works. And yeah, I think that's the best way
1: to put it. when you said, it works enough.
0: So yeah. So in conclusion, is Canadian goaltending development broken? Uh no, no, it works exactly as intended. Yes, uh, we just don't have a top five NHL goalie and we're panicking because our world junior goaltending, which is an arbitrary political decision-making process (laughs) has not been consistent. And remember everyone one more time, say it with me. The world juniors is a fun showcase that we have overblown and misrepresents the current state of hockey in Canada. Say it with me. Stop making, stop making rash decisions based on an eight game tournament of children
1: fun to watch though
0: really fun i love it i'm having a great time i love watching uh all the countries that aren't from north america play i have a great time i don't enjoy watching the Canada canadian usa games um but i really enjoy watching to see how europeans hockey developing i love the way Euro hockey is played i am a euro hockey fan i'm sorry
1: no that was good
0: all righty jamie thanks for tuning in from your car
1: Thanks for tuning in. It's not even my car. It's my girlfriend's mom's car. Uh, (laughs) But thanks everyone for for listening, watching. Give us a rating, uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. It just helps and share this. Share this. Hopefully, uh, Ben's data is really important. He's working hard and it should be eye opening. So share this podcast with some people.
0: All right, Jamie, until next time. Take care.